0: how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the end, it took just one man,
1: one cop, John Spartan. John Spartan? That's right. They called him the demolition man.
0: Spartan file, 98345 L.A. Spartan oh. file, 98761C LAPD. you sure this is real life?
2: Barely. Spartan is a legend. I've been doing a historical study for 1,000 arrests over three years. All authentic criminals.
0: There's a lot more business back then. Look, I don't know if you guys know it, but you're uh, you're out of toilet paper. Did you say toilet paper? Oh, they used handfuls of wadded paper back in the twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that you're happy, but the place where you're supposed to have the toilet paper, you got this little shelf with three seashells on it.
2: <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> I
0: can see how that could be confusing welcome to the party pal action movie reviews with mackie judd and rami get to the chopper yippee mother sergeant spartan you've been
1: sentenced to 70 years sub-zero rehabilitation in the california cryo penitentiary for the involuntary manslaughter of 30 innocent civilians stupid
0: you will be placed in cryostasis for the duration of your sentence, during which your behavior will be altered through synaptic suggestion. You'll be eligible for parole no earlier than the year 2046. Wow, wow we, get, we get three in a row where we're jumping into like the 2030, 2029, 2032 with the, with the Terminator movies. Uh, action movie rewind. Every single Friday here on Mackie and Judd, we've done about forty of these where we go way too deep dives into some of the classic, great and corny action movies from uh, from the last several decades. And this week, I don't—I'd never seen this movie. Yeah. Declan had never seen this movie. Nope. Judd had never seen this movie. But I've heard was, of it. Never seen it. It never was a blockbuster it. in the early nineties. Demolition Man in nineteen ninety three. Should we just jump right in here, boys. Let's do it. A lot to talk about. <laughs> well, there is a lot, a lot to break to down. Let's go to the film. All right. Here's the summary Sylvester Stallone is John Spartan, which is a great name. John the, name the name's in
2: my notes. Yeah.
0: Spartan, a risk taking police officer who has a <laughs> reputation for causing destruction while carrying out his work. After a failed attempt to rescue hostages from evil crime lord Simon Phoenix, played by Wesley Snipes. They are both sentenced to be cryogenically frozen in 1996. Simon Phoenix is thawed for a parole hearing in 2032, but he escapes. Society has changed and all crime has seemingly been eliminated. Unable to deal with a criminal as dangerous as Simon Phoenix, the authorities awaken John Spartan to help capture him again. 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes says, quote, a better-than-average sci fi 'em up film with a satirical undercurrent. Demolition Man is bolstered by strong performances by Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, and Sandra Bullock. This is basically Sandra Bullock's... I did not know she was in this movie. I kind of thought Speed and The Net were like her first big movies. This was her first big movie. $77 million budget turned into $159 million at the box office. This movie starred Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock. Also appearances or roles by Dennis Leary... Yep. Jesse the Body Ventura. Does yep. he ever appear? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Toward the end, he's got a bald head. Okay, mm-hmm. and he he doesn't have any. I was lines. looking for him, and I, oh, that's why. Okay,
1: yeah.
0: Rob Schneider makes an appearance in this movie, yeah. and I don't know if you guys yeah, noticed, but see Rob Schneider. Jack Black makes an appearance in this movie. No, a young Jack Black. He was one of the cronies who didn't have any lines. Okay, got but it. he was so Jesse Ventura and Jack Black were among the cro- the cronies <laughs> oh, okay. in this
1: movie.
0: I missed that. <laughs> <It's hilarious>. Okay. <laughs> So all right let's start with with Judd Zolgad here your main takeaway. Okay. From Demolition man. I had fun watching this
1: but to be clear I don't necessarily agree with the favorable reviews like you know <laughs> hey it was a good um, Yeah, would
0: you call this so according to the critics consensus would you call this a strong performance by Sylvester Stallone? No. No and I do want to um,
1: I'd like to talk wow. I'd like to well, talk next. about the Stallone era here okay. that we went into, but I'll save that. Uh, so my main takeaway from this film was was part of what you read in the review, but I question it more than applaud it. I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be a comedy that was an action film <laughs> or an action film that was a comedy, right. and I felt it <laughs> fluctuated and went back and forth like, okay, this is a really funny time, yeah, yeah. and now, but now we're going to have some good action, and it was like... Um, I appreciate the fact they tried to do both, but I wanted them to sort of pick one as the overall this is our film. And then the second one can be like, hey, but we, we have some good lines. It was very clear that they were going for, and, and I, I do believe that the person who wrote this was influenced by it, they were going for a, a futuristic lethal weapon feel. Yes. But Lethal Weapon does a really good job, in my opinion, of being flat out an action film with funny lines at times. Yes. Well, like, I know what it is. It's right. an action film. And then and then Glover and Gibson have some really good lines. Uh, but I don't question about, okay, now the lines are starting to overwhelm the action. This one, I felt like the comedy at times in certain scenes and for certain periods of the film was overwhelming whelming what the film thought it was going to be and yeah, so yeah. so that's where i don't applaud this as like a a really strong film i also think that above and beyond the acting being possibly a little bit suspect at times possibly a well suspect. no no here's my but here's <laughs> the problem i'll say that's my worst part here's the problem i felt the writing was far worse oh yeah <laughs> so like i don't think the actors sure. were were given were put in a position to succeed, I felt like the lines were not good. And and so it got to be people who actually probably could act a bit were trying to go along with what
0: the dialogue was, right? And the dialogue at times was absolutely crappy. See, you know, I'm actually... That's my takeaway. All right, away. my so my main takeaway, I'm going to be a little more harsh than, than you. So St- Stallone is my guy. Like Rocky movies, I grew up just like watching Rocky movies all the time, and I think the, the soundtrack that I have listened to the most in my life is probably the Rocky Four soundtrack. <laughs> I just love Rocky movies. I'm kind of okay. in on Rambo movies. Yeah, and, yep, I agree with I, that. And so I grew up a huge fan of Sylvester Stallone. Yep. And then, as I've gotten older, I have started to sample more and more of Sylvester Stallone's other work, and yep. we've done other Sylvester Stallone movies, Tango and Cash. This is where I want to go. Eventually. Here, right? Yes. And my main takeaway is that Sylvester Stallone is a terrible actor. Yes. He's, he's one of, if not the worst, A-list actors ever. Like he just, and, he, and, and, and then my other main takeaway is that I think he doesn't realize, he doesn't have the self-awareness to realize that he's a terrible actor. Yes. And he also thinks he's funnier than he is. And so he gets into these movies, and he tries to write these, like, one-liners, and he tries to improvise some things, and it just doesn't – it just comes off as corny and campy. Yes. And I'm fine with it because I know who Sylvester Stallone is, and it doesn't really bother me. Like, I know that he's going to just be this mealy-mouthed uh, – Yeah,
1: he is who he is.
0: Yeah. Like, he's a he's one character Yes. And this movie was like – he was coming off some questionable movies like Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, and Rocky Five just came out like two years earlier, and uh, he, I don't. I think at this point it was pretty obvious that 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger had taken over as the top action star around, and there was even a reference, which yeah. we'll, we'll get to some of the stuff uh, that was said in this movie. But there was an Arnold reference of, in this movie that's hilarious of
1: the people at that time who, who did these films. Stallone was
0: easily the worst. It it felt to me, just to wrap up my long rambling point here, it felt to me like he's been watching Arnold Schwarzenegger morph from this this bronzed, chiseled action star to a guy that can actually act and be funny in movies and charming and kindergarten cop. Should have been a terrible premise, but Arnold made it work because he's charming and he's funny and charismatic. And Sylvester saw those things from Arnold and was like, I can do that too. I can be an action guy who's also funny and charming, and it just comes off weird and creepy. Yes, Will Sylvester. So the the whole movie just felt yes. like, oh, these lines are weird, and then like, there's no chemistry between him and Sandra Bullock. And anyways, um, it was, it was classic Sylvester Stallone in all of the best and worst ways. Yeah, I guess
2: I think that's accurate. I I Sylvester Stallone is who he is in this movie. He's he's an absolute <laughs> goofball. He thinks he's a lot cooler than he is. I just don't understand how at some point, and, and it probably did happen, but like in the early '90s when he when he started to go downhill a little bit, and this like kind of bumped him up, but like by like Rocky Five, which I believe feels like considered the worst of all the Rockies,
0: not so like, even close. Yeah, yep. a lot of a lot of us don't even acknowledge that it yeah. existed. Yeah.
2: So I don't know how someone did like didn't like sit down and be like, dude, you got a number one. Stop writing movies. Stop like demanding all these scenes. Stop. Stop trying to basically control the film. You're like. You got a niche here, and it's really, it's really good. But like, also, you can't also be quarterback, running back, wide receiver, defensive back, and everything else. Like, you got to, you got to know your role here. But my overall takeaway for the movie, uh, no, I, I did not like this movie. Um, it was corny as hell. The writing is horrible. Like the '90s mentions that they throw into the future are kind of fun. I don't really know. It's way too long. It's like an, it's almost two hours long.
1: Yeah, it's one fifty something.
2: Thank it, God it didn't reach two. It was uh it was a movie, as I usually like to say when it when it's <laughs> it a was, bad review. It was a it was a cinematic experience. It was so, a movie. So I don't
1: I don't believe um that Stallone helped write this one.
0: He, he did he, not. He just did. acted. Tango and Cash, he
1: he did. So so I'd like to talk about his career arc here though. Because Phil, I think that the things that you said are absolutely correct. But it it's as if Stallone found a role in life. He is a number two or three starting pitcher, and he's, like, really good at that, okay? And he's like, I want to be an ace. And no one could say to him, Sly, no, 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 no. You cannot. You are not. But he was a number one in the right, Rocky movies. But I've got a theory about that. <laughs> the Rocky films are, for the most part, one, it's perfect because it's him playing him. Like, it's not him acting. That's really him. So so they found a vehicle there, or he did, that was perfect, right? So, like, I think in day-to-day life, that's sort of him. So the dialogue worked there because he's not trying to act. He's basically waking up and being sly. The Rambo project works perfectly because he don't talk. Yeah. And so he goes around, and he's, you know, he, he's not as bronzed as Arnold is, but he's a well-chiseled man. And he goes around... And says, uh-huh. Yeah, it's for my you know, for my wife. And he he,
0: he was into the Roids by the mid-late eighties. Oh, like, like Rambo Three, which we did, he's definitely like as cut as anyone has ever been in film in the late eighties. But that's the
1: right. but but the tango and caches and this film exposed him so completely. And it was as if it was as if the people who came up with the concept for all of these films said one thing. Sly, you're a superstar. We will give you dialogue. The only thing that we ha- have to do is show your naked butt. Because <laughs> a, in a Tango lot, and Cash lot. and in this one, right, we got the naked Sly. That's great. And it was as if...
0: He does look great naked.
1: Oh, and he's a, he's a chiseled man. I will say. Uh, but the, all, everyone, I have yet to see a Stallone film outside of the Rocky or Rambo franchise in which I say, that's pretty good casting. and
0: And, and I guess, you know, in terms of like, when he's in his lane, like especially the Creed movies now, toward the end of his career, like he's—I think he's great in his lane, but I think he loves getting outside of his lane almost more because it's—it's cool, creative freedom, and I right. Oh, he thinks um, he's good. I found a list on—I right. found a couple lists on the internet—worst A-list actors ever, and I just sort of compiled like a top five or six, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this because I—I I think as much as I love him, I do think he's in the running for just like flat out. Like the ratio of how famous and A-list he is versus like how actually talented he is as an actor. The other guys that that kept popping up on these lists are Keanu Reeves. I think Keanu's gotten better.
1: I yeah. think Keanu has improved definitely throughout like the two thousands. But he was he
2: was awful, and, and he also I think leaned into being Keanu too. Yeah, like I agree with also, that. That helped.
0: Yep, he leaned Good point. into it. Yep. Uh, Mark Wahlberg pops up a lot. I think mostly just because he literally just plays Mark Wahlberg in every movie. Yeah, you he just, just wants plays to check. A, Mark Wahlberg is just doing different jobs in every single movie. He's not a great actor. He's not. It's just Mark Wahlberg. He's
1: yeah. Just, I've know. never sensed he's trying to act. Yeah. He's just like, he's not really Mark Wahlberg. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a little That's bit a like, um, oh my God, why, why, why am I spacing on you know, The guy from Fast and the Furious who played Dom um, Vin, Vin, Diesel. Diesel? Yeah. Vin Diesel is just sort of playing Vin Diesel in every movie. Although right?
1: he did try. He did try a film with kids once.
0: Right. As Vin Diesel though, right? Yeah, like, he's the just pacifier. Be- I believe. It's a pretty <laughs> yeah. horrible. It's Vin Diesel. Kindergarten Cop with Vin, yeah. Vin Diesel yeah. stealing yes. cars. Vin Diesel with yeah, kids. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, Steven Seagal. Oh yeah, yeah he's, oh, he's sure.
1: god awful, but he's great. Yeah.
0: Jean Claude Van Damme is a gloriously bad actor. So bad, like kickbox. Whenever you get into like the kickboxer <laughs> right. and the blood sport, like the emotional scenes, he's just really bad. And the Nicolas Cage is another one that keeps popping up here. Interesting. He that I, yeah I. I don't I there think are some he's mad. He's more of an actor than like a Jean Claude Van Damme, who's just more of like a bodybuilder and kickboxer guy, but uh, not a great actor. Okay. What was your favorite part of Demolition Man, Judd? Hmm, this was hard. Yeah, I was.
1: I like had to go back through, through my notes <laughs> four times. As I put together my summary sheet on Thursday, I like kept going back here. It's a part, though, and I mean, this, this is how few great scenes or fun scenes that I liked. It's the part where where Stallone and Sandra are driving, and she tells him about the Schwarzenegger Library <laughs> and the fact that they waived the rule so Arnold could become president of the country. That was like it was a small snippet, but I felt at least like Stallone participated in making fun of himself. Yeah, which he doesn't really like to do, I don't think, and I don't think we see a ton of so. I, I thought the nod there to to all that was going right at that point in time for our guy Schwartzie was pretty good. That's my favorite part.
0: So, so my favorite part it's a, it's a wider umbrella but it included your favorite part. My favorite part was just how they viewed life in 2032. <laughs> And I just made a list of a bunch of things. Their their batting average is actually pretty high on how they viewed life and what it would be like in 2032. And I'll and I'll go through this list with you guys. But what I what I didn't like about it was they like the seashells clip that we played, yeah. where they're explaining Arnold. You know, Arnold uh, Sylvester gets out of the bathroom and he's like, "Oh, uh, you guys wrote a toilet paper, right?" Well, and he, his
1: pants are pulled up completely, so
0: he's yeah. must be comfortable. I don't think he went. I think it sounds like he went in there, oh, saw that there was okay. no toilet paper okay. and then didn't I the go. Impression he had gone. I think. But they're explaining <laughs> to him, the way they're explaining to him and they and and Sanders explaining to her coworkers like, "Oh. Yeah, so back in the day, yep. they used to use toilet paper and they're like, "Oh, that's hilarious." As if like they've never heard of that before. Well, this movie doesn't take place like 400 years that, later.
1: I thought the same thing. It only
0: takes place like 30 years later. Yeah. Or like 40 years later, right? 2036. Yeah. It takes so. place like 40 years later. 32. And so 32. Yeah. It's twi- it, it's basically what? No, 1996 until 2032. And then. The, so it's 36 yep. years later. And okay. then the
2: earthquake of 2010 is also mentioned as like right. this big disastrous event.
0: But it's California like, always burr. Yes. But like those people that were laughing at, yeah, they would have toilet, but they would have used toilet paper yes, when they were younger. It's just super weird. Absolutely. So, but yeah, so the, uh, the earthquake of 2010, I think we're all still waiting for the big one. Like that's probably going to happen in our lives. So if you live in Los Angeles, good luck to you guys. Later, dude. Um, they were right about zoom calls kind of that like people are going to be communicating yep. through video conferencing. Yep. Except the one thing that they didn't get right is the boardroom scenes where instead of Instead of there just being one giant screen with a bunch of people like Zoom, they have these chairs, and everyone's, like, in a chair on a screen, which is weird. But but they got Zoom right. Yep. They got voice-assisted GPS and self-driving vehicles where, like, vehicles can kind of drive themselves into – like, that's going to be a thing in 10 years from now. For sure. And voice-assisted GPS is already a thing. People not shaking hands. They, instead of shaking hands and, like, doing yeah. knucks and stuff, they're doing these weird, like, circular waves yeah. where they don't touch each other. They're yeah, not real, yeah, weird, but yes. And after the pandemic, right. I th- I think that's going to be more of a thing where we don't we don't greet each other with, put her in the old vice. Thank God. Um, They might have been a little wrong about TVs because they were still using box TVs instead of, like, high-definition, <laughs> you know, rectangular mm-hmm. LED screens. Mm-hmm. They were probably wrong about clothing. Everyone dressed like a Star Trek character apparently yeah, in 2032. The, the
2: clothing is painfully bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the cop clothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. They were definitely right about Arnold Schwarzenegger becoming a politician. Oh, that's uh, hilarious! That's
1: funny. Well, and it makes perfect sense now too. Like the whole <laughs> thing makes sense. It, it does. You waived the rule <laughs> so he could become president. Yep, you're right.
0: So I just I, so again, my favorite thing was just life in 2032 was a lot more accurate than, than the you fact. Would
1: the fact that that they that the hit songs were now old commercials was funny.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I got that. I one. I didn't understand that. Why didn't they just play songs? Yeah, I don't. Why didn't they just that. play like because uh, they just better than Ezra or something. Come on, Songs they've from got, the 90s. but they've
1: got old, old like. I wish I were an Oscar Mayer Wiener. That but that's I thought it was weird. funny. I dumb. thought it was funny. Look, yeah, I'm no trying no to sense. give this
0: film credit for something, but like, so they're they're what they're saying is, oh, we're going to turn on like a classic music station, and it's going to be classic commercials. But that's that's dumb. I think that's stupid. They okay. should they should just play like was funny. like yeah. Nirvana or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I think they were try. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they were trying so hard to throw stuff at the wall when when it came Clearly. to how, how they they did the script. Yeah. Uh, Dex what was your favorite part of this movie?
2: Uh it's it's Wesley Snipes. I love me some Wesley Snipes. And even though I knew he wasn't going to win throughout the entire movie I was rooting for Simon Phoenix. I was rooting for him to be the classic bad guy and hopefully kill really? kill off. I mean he did kill off, you know, uh, a Nigel Hawthorne, he killed him off in pretty brutal fashion. He just um, like threw him into the fire. Threw him into a fight like he shot him a couple times and like I think he threw him into the fire. And, like, but and, just, and, and he couldn't hilarious.
1: and he couldn't shoot him? What what was that that supposed to be? So he when he tried to either. pull the trigger to kill the bad guy Hawthorne himself, That's right. he couldn't pull it. So it was finally somebody else who had to shoot him before Snipes' character yeah, threw that. him into the fire. I thought, I was I thought, very confused thought, by, by that. I
2: got trigger shy at first, but I feel like there were things. Wasn't.
1: I feel like there were things that they took out of the film that explained things, but they left in, so you just didn't know. There's
0: a couple of production notes about that, by the way. Yeah, there's one key one.
2: I love the scene at the museum where he's like looking through all the stuff and then he's trying to break in and get the guns and get all the artillery. And then he tries to punch. It doesn't work. And then it. and That's then funny. when he asks the guy, how much do you weigh? 180 pounds. Be well. And then throws him into the glass like <laughs> I just loved his lines. He was vulgar. He was hilarious. I was rooting for him and I knew he was going to die and he wasn't going to win. But I was hoping in some crazy fascist movie was so terrible. Maybe he would. Uh, but it was Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is awesome.
1: And Snipes was good. My problem, though, was, was, and this goes back to the people who wrote the film, my problem with Snipes was they couldn't decide, like, he could have been a really bad guy or funny, but they tried to do both too much. Yeah. So, like, I felt like, no, just make him a bad guy. Like, give, give you know, Bullock and Benjamin Bratt and Stallone the lines to be wiseacres. but, like, with – um with Snipes' character, it, like, went back and forth. Like, at times, I liked him. I thought it was a lot.
0: I thought, I thought, I mean. Like, it, he was funny, it, though. And plus, I don't know. I, I it, Now, I just sort of view him through the prism of, like, he's Willie Mays Hayes in every movie. Now, he's, like, criminal Willie Mays Hayes, and he's, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Joe, what was your least favorite part of Demolition Man?
1: Okay, this is where I really filled up the notebook. This is so hard because I've got so many things here. Okay, the first thing, okay? The first thing. The beginning of the film. And this was a theme throughout the entire film. And unlike my partner, Phil Mackey, I'm willing to suspend my belief in these films, okay? Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm willing to put common sense aside at the door and watch it, okay? But from the first scene on, you're telling me that more bullets than I've ever seen miss everybody, like <laughs> Stallone
0: comes down and they're like shooting lasers yeah. or whatever at him. What was the scene where he was like clamped in that thing? Yeah, and Wesley Snipes empties a full clip and it never hits him. him. Yeah, yes, that was weird. Yes, but I never mean, it him.
1: was weird. But it's like you don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be super believable, but at least sort of try to sell it. And all and it's not like he ducks a, a lot. They just miss him. Uh, the second thing I've got written down, and this is again just like, not explainable. So it's 2032. The museum has all of these, at the time, you know, archaic guns on display because in 1996 we used guns like this. Okay. The bad guys and Stallone managed to get the guns out of their cases where they have been for how long, right? They get them out and I don't know where it comes from, but with an Unlimited amount of bullets. All of these guns work perfectly, like absolutely perfectly. Like they just came from the store. Yeah. All right. Again, I'm willing to suspend belief, but every gun worked, and they all worked great. And where did the bullets come from? Because I don't think that they had bullets that were. So anyway,
0: yeah, I feel like also a lot's going to have to happen for the Second Amendment to uh, to just sort of cave as fast as uh, they they think. Well, that's it another point. Thirty-two. Oh, we just peacefully took everyone's guns away and everyone's just kinda cool with it now. It's great. Yeah. It's a utopia. Unless they live below <laughs> below the surface of the earth. Yeah. Um, Dex, what was your least favorite part of this movie? Well,
2: it kinda pains me because I, I have adored her in almost every film. Sandra Bullock is horrible
0: in this movie. Oh, I thought she was I thought she was actually a bright spot. I thought I thought she took a terrible situation and she made some serious lemonade. She was for sort me. of speed though. It,
1: it was sort of her speed character. Kinda. Oh, hey. You thought she was too corny, way too corny. Oh, she the
0: was acting corny. was
2: awful. Yeah, the act- Like,
0: I thought the sex scene was great. I, oh, well, <laughs> I had that in my notes too. Um, yeah, the sex scene was really uncomfortable. I didn't.
2: I just thought she was awful in this film, and it's kind of ironic because it, it like this is her first major film that launches her into speed and then launches her into other other cinematic great movies, but like. I thought she was terrible, and, and even I looked up and did research afterwards, she won a raspberry for this award, which is oh, wow. which is an award for the, it's the opposite of Oscar. She won a raspberry for Worst Supporting Actress of 1993. That's hilarious. Congratulations was, to her for that. I, I feel bad because I love Sandra Bullock.
0: I really do. But she was horrible in this film. Absolutely horrible. The other thing, too, is like, and this is, I don't know what influence Sylvester Stallone had on the the actual dialogue, but the whole thing throughout the movie where they gave her slightly incorrect phrases from the 90s, where she would say, let's blow this guy. And he would say, blow away, blow away. And they did that like six times. It was like, okay, yeah. Yeah. These aren't funny.
1: So here's where I think what we have is a case of people that couldn't write, though. So Sandra Bullock's character, to me, in this film, is not that different from her character in Speed like they're very you you know they're both sort of ditzy but sp- but supposed to be sort of tough right but the character as it was written in speed was i thought pretty damn good i almost don't blame her here i think this script sucked like <laughs> i think it was terrible and like they told her you know hey just be as cheerful and stupid as po- i mean the the character that that brat plays so he he's her sidekick as the what de- deputy or something um, he's awful too. Like, it's just so silly. And it's like, nobody gave these people direction of, we want you to sort of be silly, but not, you know, incredibly stupid. But Dex, I think her character is so poorly written. Yeah. That she tried. And, and I think that they, they, to a certain way, i perfect it in speed. And it was really good because it was a good character. And it was well-written. I think this script was horse bleed.
2: It works for speed because it was more realistic. Like this is not realistic. It, it's a
0: future think weird situation. Think about what we just said too. Right? Yes. Like
2: yeah. It's just like it works in speed because think you about can what see he it just on the bus.
0: said. I mean, so, speed right. is only mildly more realistic correct. than what happened in Demolition Man. But correct. Um, all right. My least favorite part, I think, was just how they viewed the criminal justice system <laughs> in 2032. <Hello. laughs> so, just pulling this from the summary: the city's new California cryo penitentiary, a prison in which convicts are cryogenically frozen. And exposed to subliminal rehabilitation techniques. And so Stallone's character was was rehabbed in part with knitting and like they can just like program you while you're frozen for 40 years. So I have so many questions about like what happened between 1996 and 2032 to A, they just got rid of all crime. So yep. like how many, so how many people, I'm going to say it went below ground. How many people are in jail in the United States? Let's see here. There's a great documentary about this on Netflix, by the way. I think it's called the 13th. Everybody should watch mm-hmm. it. Uh, as of 2016, 2.3 million people were incarcerated. Let's round up to say it's like 2.5 or 3 million people are incarcerated by, uh, by like 2020. Now, I don't know. Maybe it was more like 1.5 or 2 million in the mid nineties, but are they really going to have like 1.5 or 2 million of those cryogenically frozen bins that they put Sylvester Stallone in? Like yep. that's how we're dealing. Oh. Sorry, I uh, I know that uh, it was kind of a hung jury situation there, but we're just going to cryogenically freeze you for 50 years. I don't know. The whole thing was kind of weird. And then I also just, I'm wondering, like, to have a utopia like they had in 2032, mm-hmm. where everyone's just, like, happy and there's no crime and no one's killing anybody or committing any heinous crimes, right? No one's eating unhealthy, <laughs> like, how did they get there? We're, it's like, illegal. We're, we're so far away so now. It's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> like, did they? How did they eliminate poverty? How did they eliminate poor education well, and all the things that lead to higher crime rates? That right. Makes to a
1: good point uh, that I don't understand why they didn't d- develop because it was actually not a bad idea. So, a lot of the things that you're talking about, the guy who leads the city, uh, drove people who were were free thinking. To the tunnels, right? So they go down. And that's my question. Dennis Leary was, is and was good. He is good in this. Why didn't they develop... Like, there was a lot of Stallone or or a lot of people that I could have brushed aside to give him more screen time. Because I actually thought the fact that they drove people who didn't believe or think like they did and like you salt below ground that was a good part of the story that was really intriguing yeah
0: i feel like i, I like f- that th- they need to they need to flesh that out a little bit more i need to know like how did we get to where they got to in 2032 yeah. now they said simon phoenix committed the first murder since 2010 so we've gone 22 years yeah, 16 a years
1: they, they said no unnatural deaths for 16 years yeah. is, was the
0: quote that they had. And yeah. po- police didn't even know how to deal with criminals anymore. They had like a manual that they were using for step-by-step like stun, communication. Like
1: stun guns or something?
0: Yeah. Instead of guns? It's very odd. All right. What is you know, what is the, 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 the thing that is the least believable from this movie? The least believable thing? Judd. Well, let's see. Which one of my notes do I want here?
1: <laughs> okay. This one. So John Spartan in, in 1996. Apprehends or goes in to get Snipes' character because he he had taken a bus hostage and what I think there were thirty people on board of the bus blah 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 okay so as so one one as they're about to come out of the building Snipes blows it so sky high <laughs> that the entire building collapses and they both walk out but they're in the vicinity so you would be crushed or killed okay that's the first part but the second part is Known criminal, Simon Phoenix. Like, we know he is a badass, right? Like, there is, he is the baddest of the bad. He is, in 96 or uh, 2022 or whatever, he is a bad man. He basically just says, John Spartan killed those people and didn't care. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, just... just you're cool. guilty. All right. You're guilty. <laughs> Better call and, a lawyer. And we're going to freeze you cryogenically. Like, think about that. Like, Better call John a lawyer. John Spartan in, in this world is supposed to be this great cop, right? He's, like, taking people into um, custody, all these arrests. And the biggest criminal in Los Angeles accuses him of something. And just very quickly, he ends up being cryogenically frozen for his crime.
0: I mean... I What off the point, too, of of John Spartan as this, you know, this great cop. It feels like this is the this is the peak or maybe maybe we had peaked with Beverly Hills Cop, but like America got so aroused by hero cops, cops that would risk taking cops. Right. We loved yeah, risk taking cops in the 80s and the 90s. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Like
0: every year there's like five risk taking cop movies and Stallone was in a handful of them. And this is just like this was almost maybe the 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 peak of like it's been you know forty eight hours into Beverly Hills Cop into the Lethal Weapon movies and all these and like now we get this Demolition Man where not only is there, he's a risk taking cop but like he blows up the buildings where he arrests people and it doesn't matter if there's twenty hostages he's the demolition. But like, man. like
1: the, the thing I don't get is is in this film Tango and Cash same thing. Cops, these guys get convicted and put in jail, like when they would they wouldn't be right. It's like and Cash, same thing, and they get accused by by people that are known criminals, and like they're like,
0: okay, yeah. but we believe them. You're going to jail. It's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, my least believable thing from this movie, I think, is, and this is all due respect to a great fast food chain restaurant, but the Taco Bell won the Franchise Restaurant War. You've got notes on that. And so. every single every single restaurant is Taco Bell, apparently. It, it's in, in the production notes, though. It's, yeah, yeah. It's we'll explained. Get, we'll, we'll, should it, we, it's should ex- we get to that now? It's, it's explained.
2: It's pretty hilarious because okay. I, I, right. I made a new subcategory, Most Believable, and I said, I bet Taco Bell would be the one that would survive. <laughs> I love Taco Bell and I think it would be the one to survive.
0: So, Run so for the border. So in the European versions of this movie, they actually dubbed out and edited out the Taco Bell stuff because Taco Bell is more of an American brand. And and they replaced it with Pizza Hut. One that I would have thought was more of an American yeah. brand too, but they put Pizza Hut in <laughs> for the European dubs of this movie. Um and the, and I was I was wondering too, because they said that it's not allowed, it's illegal to eat meat in two thousand thirty two. And I'm wondering, like so like, is it fish tacos like what are they what are they eating at taco bell? quesadillas could, baby a lot of quesadillas. <laughs> uh, all right, Declan, what's the least believable thing for you in this movie?
2: For me it's all the fines that you get for swearing, <laughs> the weird pregnancy rules, the virtual sex reality really? situation. All those things are very least believable. Actually, well, the, the virtual sex thing is does not surprise me cuz I think that is probably on the come up.
0: It's such a meathead Stallone thing too, to yeah. be like, let me show you what it's yeah. like to be with a real man. He has, to, well, he has to grab her and kiss her yeah. at the end. It's, and- it's ridiculous. <laughs>
2: but yeah, those fines, like, so like, are they like set up throughout the entire like world and like where you're at? Like if you said bleep, like it would just be a hundred dollar fine. Beckling like it, it off, that's $50. I would be screwed. I'd Stallone's be smart,
0: man. He drops a, a swearing brush. We can get some toilet <laughs> paper. Yeah. I yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, you go. <laughs> I'll be right back make, in a few minutes. Make, Gonna go take a giant dump.
2: <laughs> it's, it's Rocky. It's Rocky trying to act. So yeah, least believable will be all these swear- the swearing fines, yep. the toilet paper thing. I mean, and that's coming from a guy who is now totally all in on a bidet, but it it the outfits and the weirdness of it, it's all very not believable yeah. at all.
0: Let's get to some production notes here from this movie. Aside from the Taco Bell Pizza Hut thing, so Steven Seagal had originally been attached as a leading actor when they were conceptualizing this film, and that makes more sense. Jean Claude Van Damme had been offered the part of the <laughs> villain, so that would have been fun. I could I could actually see this movie with exactly those two guys in those roles, and and I think it actually works more. Because it'd be so stupid then yeah. that you'd be like, yeah, I, I sort of like this. Stallone passed on the project at first but came back around to it. He said he liked the idea of equal opponents in Spartan and Phoenix and decided to take a chance on doing something he had not done before. Stallone wanted Jackie Chan for the role of Simon <laughs> Phoenix. This is before Jackie Chan was huge in America. Chan turned down the role not wanting to play a villain. Wesley Snipes initially turned down the role several times before they went and convinced him to uh, to play the role of Simon Phoenix. A subplot – this is what Judd's going to love – a subplot involving Spartan's daughter was cut for pacing reasons. So they were going to have, like, a some sort of story arc but they, involving Spartan's daughter. But
1: they didn't cut the fact that they talked ab- about her. So, like, at first, I, I thought for a while, okay – Sandra Bullock's going to turn out to be his kid okay, before
0: so, the weird sex scene. So here's the rest of the production <laughs> note. This led to some confusion at test screenings where you. audiences thought Sandra Bullock was the daughter and reached and reacted negatively to the scene where they were about to have sex. Didn't you think that too, oh, though? My God. Hey, actually, that didn't cross my mind.
1: That crossed yeah, no. my mind that it set up perfect, that she'd be his kid.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the sex scene surprised me. That would have made sense in retrospect for sure. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so he's got a dead wife and a daughter, (laughs) and like she just, they talk about her like twice. Oh my God. In in the course of the film and never show her, and clearly they just cut that scene out, which is good because if if they had not cut that scene out, Declan, we'd be talking about a film
0: that went more than two hours. Yes, <laughs> and God. I'd rather cut out
1: the daughter scene. Totally. But anyway,
0: that was really weird. Um, any other thoughts before we get to the definitive bad guy right uh, here? Yes, I, I've got
1: one more unbelievable, least believable thing. Okay. So, a scene towards the end. Stallone and Snipes are fighting in the car. And the doors of the car open. And at one point they basically shoot the scene so Stallone is hanging out of the car and I think it looks like his head is supposed to hit the freeway from the moving car like twice. So the scene gets done. And not only is he not bleeding, still conscious and alert and absolutely fine, the only collateral damage is his shirt is slightly ripped. Yep.
0: It was a pretty big rip though. <laughs> It was a pretty pretty big rip. You were correct about pretty that. Big. But but it's
1: like so like they showed his head basically, supposedly, on the screen, spike off the freeway. Yeah. And all he has, there's no uh there's no bruising, no, you know, black eye, no blood, a slightly ripped shirt.
0: Yet Sylvester Stallone gets into a boxing match with literally anyone in any of the Rocky movies. Hey, exactly. And after like five punches, he's just cut wide open, <laughs> cut me milk, You know, his cheeks are blowing, you know, basically
1: expanding like the Metrodome.
0: You're right. All right. Definitive bad guy ranking. So we, we go off of three main pieces of criteria here. How iconic was the bad guy? How ruthless was the bad guy? And how charismatic was the bad guy? So the top bad guys we have reviewed to this point are the Terminator Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Michael Myers from Halloween, Cyrus the Virus from Con Air, Brad Wesley from Roadhouse, and Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. The worst that we have reviewed are the incompetent Russian military from Rambo 3, the muggers from Death Wish, the French drug lord from Bad Boys, Gans and Billy Bear from 48 Hours, and Cullen from Kindergarten Cop. Right in the middle, if we want to go like right in the the median area, we've got Lord Humongous from Mad Max 2. Molaram from Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, the Albanian traffickers from Taken, and uh, the rogue CIA agent from The Expendables. I actually think as awful as this movie was, Simon Phoenix played by Wesley Snipes yeah. checks a lot of boxes. For sure. Pretty iconic. When you th- like Demolition Man, when you think Demolition Man, you actually think Wesley Snipes to yeah. me before you think Sylvester Stallone. He's definitely ruthless, and he's very charismatic. I totally. actually think Simon Phoenix is knocking on the door. Like he's he's a top ten candidate here, maybe even knocking on the door of something higher. What do you guys? I, think? I think he's tier two. I don't think he's tier one. He's not in the Terminator level for sure,
2: but I, I think he's ruthless enough. He's, he's in the he's Brad Wesley level. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, he definitely is.
2: I think he's in. I, I think he's in. The he could be two. right around
0: there. Yes, for I think sure. he's that's above. Fine. I think he's more. He's certainly more iconic than Brad Wesley from Roadhouse. I think that's absolutely fine. So that puts him fifth if we put him right above. Brad And again, Wesley. he had to o- overcome the
1: fact that it's a terrible script.
0: Yes. And I mean, and he did some good he, things. And he did. I just wanted
1: his character to have a little bit more, a, a little bit less fun. Because he was a good bad guy, but then he would, I just, I mean. How
0: is this script approved? <laughs> Dude, it made 160 million dollars the box office. I sometimes, know. And sometimes if the you just are take two huge superstars and you put anything together, it but works. you're so right about Stallone.
1: Like he was so. How how did you watch Tango and Cash and not say to yourself, "We got to get somebody else"? <laughs> like Tango and Cash, which I think was four years before
0: this. To me, is the poster child for we've taken it too far with Sly, but it's but that's not the case because I, let me pull this up because Tango and Cash. I get what no, you're I know you're right. Tango and Cash made 120 million at the box. I know, out. so we so they don't care. You could just put Sylvester on. Let's make him a fat cop and call it Copland. Like, I actually went, you could do anything. I went to that. We should do that one. I went to Copland. Is that an action movie? Yeah,
1: a little bit, yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, I've, I've got a candidate to put on our list that's going to border, but I'd like to do it. Okay. But um, I went and saw Copland and. Uh, yeah, you're right. But he is, I just think that he is always Rocky playing a character. Yeah. And that's why he's so good and Rocky.
0: So, how would you rate? We'll start with Judd here. How would you rate this movie, one through 10? The best movies we've reviewed so far, the only three perfect 10 scores are Terminator, Die Hard, and Halloween, followed by Taken, which is a 9.5, John Wick, Commando, Beverly Hills Cop, Terminator 2, The Fast and the Furious, The Expendables, Top Gun, and Roadhouse. The worst ones we've reviewed are Kindergarten Cop at a 2.8 tied with Shoot 'em Up. That was so much fun. Bloodsport, Mad Max 2 and Wanted and Smack Dab in the Middle, Die Hard 2, Lethal Weapon, Casino Royale, Karate Kid and Speed. 1 through 10, start with Judd. I'm going to give this a 3. It, I thought it was it wasn't good. It
1: just wasn't good. And in th- there's lots of blame to go around here. Um but it's a 3. It like it was because because it didn't reach two hours, I didn't hate it. But yeah, I mean it couldn't decide what it was. It just couldn't it couldn't decide. Right. And I, I know it was successful. I know Sly uh sells at the box office, but anyway, I'm gonna go with three. I can't do more than that. What
0: about you, Dex?
2: It's a one. Oh I think it's I think it's oh! the worst movie we've ever reviewed. <laughs>
1: Okay, that's not true, <laughs> but I, I, I don't, I Dude, can't I argue with you. I, I love I, the gumption.
2: I did not enjoy this film at all. It's way too long. Stallone is peak Stallone. That's fine, but right. the plot is dumb. Sandra Bullock is awful. I wanted Wesley Snipes to win. Dude, that's how bad I wanted. That's how bad this movie was. I wanted the bad guy to he was actually the most win. Likeable character. Maddie. Yeah, he was the most likeable. But I, it, this is a horrible
0: film. It's a one. Wow, that is bold. Um, I'm gonna stick with my 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 original gun. Nine. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I my I'm gonna stick with the number. I'm not gonna let you guys sway me. I had it as a four. Okay. It's a four. And and, and I'm looking at some of our other ones, like I can't put it I can't put it personally below some of the other ones we have on here. But me giving it a four and averaging it with your guys' scores four, three, one. makes it a two point seven, which is officially the worst yes. movie we have reviewed. Yes. So far, an action movie rewind. Wow. Just below kindergarten. (laughs) Congratulations, Sylvester Stallone. Come on, down. Bam. Okay, so here's what I would love to do. I would love to. to, We've got so many movies on the board. Bottom five now, Phil. Can you read that? Uh, The bottom five, in order from worst up to fifth worst, are Demolition Man, Kindergarten Cop, Shoot 'em Up, Bloodsport, and Mad Max 2. And I can't believe Bloodsport is on this list. It is an American classic, but that's fine. Well, you guys, can yeah, do Except you for want. The, the guy who, who starred in the film. Um, so I have let's 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 play a similar game to the one we played last week in that we've got a bunch of we can maybe do this every week um, or many weeks moving forward. I, we have like a full bin of movies that we have recommended that the listeners have recommended. I have three right now that I'd like to put in a bucket, and then if you had one, you were going to add. Judge, I've got a question about one. Okay. I'd like to add one. It's a good film. It's
1: long, but I think I think it qualifies as action, and I think it'd be fun to break down. The Departed. Does The Departed meet the criteria?
0: I don't. It's so. My first instinct is The Departed is such a great movie. Yeah. And I at don't first, know if I thought enough to make fun. At of. At first,
1: I thought the same thing. I don't know
0: if it's like except it involves Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I think there's other, there's got to be other Mark Wahlberg movies we can make fun of. Okay. I would worry that if we do The Departed, it's like, That's we're, what I we're right. just going to spend one. the whole time saying how awesome the movie is. Okay.
2: Same with, like, like I love, and we've got this one before, like, No Country for Old Men is one of my all-time favorites. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an amazing movie. It's in the same bin as that.
0: Yep, okay. Yeah. So, fair, all right, fair. so I have, I have three that are on our list, and actually, Declan, which one were you going to add? Is it an... You were gonna add uh, a King Kong. Is that that hasn't that come, hasn't out, come yet. out
2: yet? And I'm using that as an executive decision when it comes.
0: Okay. out, By the way, so when that comes out, by we'll power. do the new one. Yep. So, Declan, I'm gonna give you three movies, and I'm not gonna let you choose which one. I'm gonna make you pick a number that corresponds to one here. So you're gonna pick, but you're gonna pick a number. Okay. One through three, and I'm gonna shuffle these up. Beverly Hills Cop Two, Rush Hour, and San Andreas with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, are the three candidates for next week. They've been on our list. And so, Declan, I have ordered these movies one through mm-hmm. three on my list, mm-hmm. and you just have to pick a number one through three. <laughs> three. San Andreas yes! with the Rock. That's what I wanted. Dwayne Johnson, nice. our first rock movie. Nice. Or we could just review the 2000 Royal Rumble where he fights mankind. I think in a some sort would, of a. I also would not mind. It. I <laughs> like. I like it. All right, San Andreas, the biggest. Actually, this is a good segue. This is probably like a prequel to Demolition Man where they go over the earth, the big earthquake yeah. that happens in like 2010. Oh, this is the
1: 2010 earthquake, yeah.
0: <laughs> so all right, so next week San Andreas with The Rock nice. Dwayne Johnson trying to save his family and a bunch of other people with huge muscles and tattoos. And he was
1: in a film about a burning tower as well, right? Yes.
0: We we have that one on here too. I think it's called is it skyscraper, skyscraper or something? Yeah. Alex but that's not one. San Andreas. Skyscraper. Skyscraper, yeah. Okay, so that's we, different that, than San Andreas. That one's in our, in our bin, too. I hear you. So I I, I, I kind of like this, where we're all adding to the bin, and then we just, like, we pick some candidates and choose at random and do it okay. that way. So yeah. uh, my worry when we put them on the Internet is that, like, it's people that don't always listen to the show, and they're just, like, picking the most popular movies instead mm-hmm. of the ones that work best for the show. Not that we've had <laughs> any bad ones, like. Well, this Los one groups, worked perfect. Yes. <laughs> this film worked perfect for the show. Yeah. So, all right. That's a, that's a wrap on action movie. Rewind. I'll
2: send you memo. Just do your job.
0: What is John Spartan doing here? Huh? Did you invite him to this little party of ours? Look, you finish your business and I'll stuff him back in the freezer. Think of him as a guarantee. A guarantee. When well, you don't have much of a guarantee. I took care of Spartan once. I'll take care of him again. Now we need those men defrosted.